Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. There are so many things to know, to think about, to figure out, to see, to feel your way through when you finally realize that you're dealing with a narcissistic person, a person I call a hijackal. Hijackals are people who hijack relationships to meet their own needs and purposes, and then they just relentlessly, ruthlessly scavenge that relationship for power, status, and control. So in this episode, I wanted to go back a bit I thought there's so many things to know. There's so many things to think about. There's so many things that will give you an aha moment. But what's really basic, what's really fundamental, might be good for starting off a new year. So five must-have resolutions to save your sanity. When you can master these five things, and really get them nailed down, then you are light years ahead of where you started in most cases. And that's so good. Such an important thing to do. So let's think about these. There are five must-haves. Now, I've used the word must-haves before when I created the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. That was very basic. And these five must-have resolutions to save your sanity are very basic. So now if you take those other three and these five, there are a few more that are done inside episodes, but the must-haves will get you where you need to go. There's a lot that will support you and remind you why you need to be making better decisions, or making new decisions. But these ones today are very, very key. So we've just had a whole celebration, and I think that we should you know, celebrate well and think about celebrating, remembering that we are going to have a year, another year, to remember these five things. Remember that we are large and in charge when we decide to be and that we can change everything. And that's the fun of it. You know, that's where things get really uh, exciting. So just have reminded you that that's all the case, right? I call that all the blinking lights in the world They do not have to be confusing anymore, but they also don't have to be attractive 
when you know what's behind them. And that happens because you're attracted to the blinking lights. You're attracted to what you think could be in the relationship or what the relationship could become. And really, we just need to take off those blinking lights and say, no, that's not going to work that way. We know that that's just a come on. We know that's us being attracted to something. It's not necessarily anything at all that we need to be attracted to. And we can recalibrate ourselves. And that's something that a client asked me the other day. He said, what does it mean to do your work? Well, your work is individual. It means to recalibrate. How did I get where I am in life? What did I believe? What did people teach me? How did people treat me? How did I make the deductions I made? How did I decide what I'm attracted to? How did I decide what I'm afraid of? What did I decide I'm afraid of losing? That's doing your work. And what I'm offering you today is some very basic things to doing some work. <laughs> it really behooves you to write these things down and work with them fully. They're not fast. They're not fix-alls. But when you start really sticking with it and seeing it clearly, things get very different. So you don't want to be sucked into these must-haves and think that, oh, these are the way I get things I can't do anything about. So let's talk about them. The number one way is that we have, um, we prevail to see and make the distinction that a hijackal paints a public picture of perfection while at home they provide a private place of pain. Now you may have heard me say that before, but this is key, absolutely key, must have to saving your sanity. Because when you see a hijackal out in the community behaving as though they're the most wonderful human alive and would give everything that they have to make someone else happy, and yet you know they don't have a giving heart around you. You know that they would never, ever talk to you the way they're talking to that person in public, that they don't espouse and live what they're talking about in public. It hurts because you thought that was the real person. You thought that was the person you were getting. And it hurts. And you start to think, it must be me. I must have done something. And no, I mean, you may have done a thing or two. Everybody contributes to a relationship. But the hijackal, the hijackal is predictable. Predictable. They're going to be predictable in the way that they are constantly going to be being one way in public and one way at home. And if you get your thinking muddled, or worse, your feelings muddled, into thinking that 
one day they're going to see your value and they will treat you the way they treat people out in the world. You're going to be terribly hurt. You'll be let down. You'll be disappointed. And that's hard. That's really hard. So see it now. This is what they do. They are charming and disarming and lying and flirting and grooming and a whole lot of other things in public. And at home, they have the person, usually just the one person, or maybe a uh, a, a child who they've turned into into their um, person they also hurt. But at home, they have their golden child. They have their black sheep. You know, they have <clears throat> a whole construction of characters that they hope allows them to behave in any way they want. So number one is to realize that you need to make a must-have resolution that says, I'm not going to ever know the person at home, the way they behave in public. I need to let go of that. It's not going to happen. That's all show. That's all performative. And the flip side of that is that people in public are not going to understand what you're going through. And even if you tell them, they have no evidence of that side. And so they think you must be mistaken. It's very difficult. You know, that's why I invite people all the time to come over and join my Emerging Empowered community at joinintoday.com because it takes a lot of talking to finally let the penny drop that that's not going to happen. So we need a resolution. So come on over to joinintoday.com to make a resolution now that <clears throat> you could stand on your head and spit wooden nickels for the next two decades and you are not going to be treated the way that person in public is treated. It's not going to happen because they need their scapegoat at home and you're it. They need the person to punish they need the person to put down. They need the person to have power over, and you're it. So they're not going to let you out of that role. The only way you can get out of that role is to say no to the role over time. Now, if we work together, I'll help you do that. You come on over to Emerging Empowered Community, help you do that there too. But it's really important to give up on the idea that they are all of a sudden going to see you and value you and want to make you happy and want life at home to be ideal. Sure, they'll do it for a hot minute if they get caught or they think you're going to leave them. But number one, number one must-have resolution to save your sanity is to recognize that they are a different person outside of the house or at work or at church, or at a community organization, or at school. And you may think they're going to become that person for you. 
No, they're not. So number one resolution to save your sanity is to give up thinking that they will become that person for you. Now, the number two, you must have thing to give up. What resolution that you must have in order to save your sanity forever, and I mean that forever, is that you don't, you don't, didn't break them and you can't fix them. You really need to get that right down to the bottom of your toes, right? Because you didn't break them. Sure, you may have done a few things that were less than stellar. I'm not saying you were perfect with it, but you didn't even know them when they were broken. So you didn't break them, and therefore you can't fix them. But you can spend an entire lifetime hoping that you will be the one who fixes them. You will be the one they finally see that someone really loved them, someone really accepted them, and your, your life will be gone. It will be used up because they need you as a scapegoat. They're not the least bit interested in having you as the person that they can go to and rely on and love. It's not going to happen. And I know there are some of you thinking as I say that, oh, but, you know, it's so close. Or they promise so frequently. Or I've seen glimmers. Come on over joinintoday.com, hear all the stories, and happen. doesn't happen. So know for sure that you have to understand that who they are in public and how they treat people so wonderfully in public is not how they're ever going to treat you at home. And also know that you didn't break them. You weren't there in their formational years. You weren't part of their family. You did not create their patterns, their ideas, their attitudes, their emotional responses, and you can't fix them. Let go of that. That is weighty. That's heavy. That is terribly, terribly difficult stuff to think that you can fix because you can't. So remind yourself right now, I didn't break them. I can't fix them. I did not break them and I cannot fix them. Okay, now we have two must-haves. Number three is that uh, what they accuse you of is what's true for them. Now that's the premise of projection. Projection for a hijackle means that they they can't believe what's true about themselves and they because they don't like it. And so therefore what they're most afraid they do, they're most afraid they will do, they're most afraid they are, they're most afraid they will say they have to offload it. They don't give, they don't say, 
I'm thinking of this. They offload it and they project it onto you. I don't have any flaws. I can't tolerate having any flaws. Therefore, I'm going to tell you, no, you have that flaw. You have that problem. And that is projection. They are going to not do anything more than run their film on your screen and make it seem that all of the things that they do that you disturb are disturbed by so greatly come across and are put to you as though they're yours. Projection is something I have done episodes about and you must understand it because understanding that somebody is so deeply afraid that they are they are rude or they're mean or they're nasty or they're thoughtless. And instead of saying, sometimes I'm rude and mean and nasty and thoughtless, what they do is they say, no, you're mean and you're rude and you're nasty and you're thoughtless. And when you say to them, give me three examples, they can't. But because you probably belong to the healthier humans of the world, you are left going, how? I must be terrible. I must be doing awful things. How would they ever think that I think that or I feel that? And you get really stuck there and you start fixating on how you're bad. And then they've got you right where they wanted you. They want you feeling badly, worse than they feel. And they're very happy when they can keep you there and just keep you under their thumb feeling worse and worse. Does that make sense? Because that's important to them. They want you to think that you are who they are. You know that they do those things. And when you tell them they do it, they tell you they absolutely don't, but that you do. Right? They turn it around 180 degrees and back at you. So that's why it's in the top number, top five tonight. Right? You must recognize that projection is what they're up to. And don't let them put it on your screen. Get away from it. Don't take it on. Don't see it as true. Just turn the projector around and let it be back at them. Because you know, trust yourself, you know that they behave badly. You know that. And then they have this sneaky way of saying, well, so do you or you're worse. And because you are a more empathic human than a hijackle, you will question that. You will think, should I work on that? And that's healthy, but then don't overwork on it. You know the answer is going to come up. Well, I could fix a thing or two that I'd like to, but I'm not behaving like a hijackal. And you know that that's true. And so we need to absolutely save our sanity by recognizing that must have resolution to recognize that no 
we're not accepting their projections. No, and we're going to see them. And a really good thing to do is to keep a journal somewhere where they can never find it, of course. But keep a journal. What did that person tell me I was? What did they tell me repeatedly I was? And am I? Or are they? And start really examining it so that you're doing your own work and you're coming to a sense of wisdom about what's actually going on. Okay, so we've got three. Now let's do number four. I talk about this a lot, but I've put it in the top five because it's key. And the top five is our mantra, ABB. It is a must-have for saving your sanity. ABB stands for Always Believe Behavior. A hijacker will run off at the mouth, talk in circles, drive you crazy. But the actual fact is, only believe their behavior. I don't care what their mouth is doing. I care what their behavior is doing. Believe the behavior, not the words. And I know you want to believe the words. Of course you do, because the words are nicer. The words are better. The words make it sound like there's hope. The words make it sound like there's hope for a healthier relationship. But don't be fooled. ABB, always believe behavior. I bet over the holiday season, you had some hope that some hijackles in your life would behave better than usual. Did they? Were they better? If you think they were better, it's probably because you were better at seeing them, recognizing them, staying out of their way. Think about that. Because hijackles on holidays are just like combustible. <laughs> hijackles need to be the center of attention. So they will ruin holidays and celebrations and successes. They will ruin it all because they need to be the center of attention. And it very likely happened over this holiday season. So that would be an example of when you need to remember ABB. The behavior might have been, well, I've had enough of this. I'm going to sit in the car. And you're supposed to think, oh, I'll come in the car with you. And the answer is, oh, all right then. Then you carry on having a good time. Does that sound like probably get a little bit too much of a rise out of them? Yeah, you might, but it's the beginning, isn't it? To be able to believe a grown-up who says, I'm going to go sit in the car, believe them. Okay, okay. You know, we'll be done in an hour or so. I'll come out when we're done. I can feel you. <laughs> I can feel you. The fear gripping you. Really, what will happen then? maybe you go a little earlier than you said but you have to start somewhere you really do and so remember number three 
our mantra, always believe behavior, ABB. Okay, so now we're down to number five. And number five was hard to choose the fifth one because there are many, many, but I didn't want to end up giving you 106. So choosing number five was important. And um, <clears throat> number five is about emotional distance. When you want to make a resolution to save your sanity, you want to hold perspective. You know, the, the hijacker wants to drag you closer, 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 closer until they hook you or hit you or betray you or make you wrong or do something. And we need to hold emotional distance. We need to take what I call the four healthy steps back. So we're not nose to nose with the hijackal. We have given ourselves some distance. And in that getting there, we are not up close and personal. We have some space to see what's actually happening and some, some perspective <laughs> so that we can take healthy steps <laughs> and be metaphysically, or metaphorically rather, maybe metaphysically too, away from them, those four healthy steps away, rather than being grabbed by them in any moment. It's really super important, this emotional distance, to get some perspective so that you can see what they're saying and doing, and you can identify it. You know, you can give it a name. Oh, as I step back, those four healthy steps, instead of feeling like, Oh, really? Did I do that? Four healthy steps back. Hmm. I think I'm being gaslighted. I think I'm being told what my reality is rather than being asked what my reality is. Hmm. Okay. Those four healthy steps really helps. And that's why I chose it as number five so that you can get him, get, stay away emotionally far enough so that you are not sucked into their drama and sucked into their telling you what's wrong with you. You want to be far enough away to be an observer, to just be watching. Like, okay, you just painted me a gaslighting picture. And now you're upset because I'm not buying it. Now you're saying those things to yourself. But because you had that distance, you can see it. You don't have to respond to it. You don't have to say anything. Certainly don't want to call it out. You know, we don't poke hijackles around here. Never works out well. But you're learning. You're learning. Oh. They were gaslighting me. Oh, they were looking to have some power over me. Oh, they were lying and hoping I would agree with them to make them look good. Because you've got that distance. 
instead of being so up close and how do you like me so far, you're like, I'm watching you. And I'm watching what you're doing. And as I'm learning what you're doing, I'm not liking it. Truly not liking it. And the more you do it, the less you will like it. So these things become so key. So five must-haves. Five must-haves turned into resolutions to save your sanity. They're very big. Like I said, there may be 106, there may be 620. I mean, there are lots of books about dealing with emotional abuse. But let's get the big ones nailed. Let's get them to the place where we see them. And in our minds, we call it for what it is. We have no doubt. Because the more sure you become of these things, the sooner you will be able to say no to them. Then you will be moving in a healthier direction in order to stick with people who can provide healthy, loving, supportive, equal, reciprocal, mutual relationships. And those are things you will never get from a hijack. So think about those. Hold them tight. Work on them for the next six weeks. Notice them. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with one or five dollars each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Also learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my emerging empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting emergingempowered.com. Talk soon.